Hi everyone, I'm Thea Sanders, CEO and founder of the Naya Beauty App. Welcome to Naya Unfiltered, where I bring topics for your consideration that are impactful, insightful, and informative. I hope that you find these episodes interesting or at least entertaining. Enjoy our show. Okay, so we're recording, we're here, it's it's our last episode, and, and basically, like, people don't really know who we are, and in the sense, they know who we are by our <laughs> names and our faces, but as far as our personalities, we're so right? Just kidding. <laughs> but some of the stuff is just, like, I kind of want us to have our wrap-up conversation, or just about, like, yes, on topic of makeup and makeup artistry, but then some off-topic stuff, too. Like, for instance, there is this girl on TikTok, and I don't know if this is a gimmick if she's real or if um, she's just fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> there is a person, I don't know her name, um, but I'm going to say it's a fucking gimmick. But she, have you seen it where she's saying like, I'm going to drink tea and this is the first time I'm drinking hot tea? No. Okay. So she opens up a box of tea, okay? She has like a satchel and she's like, this is the first time I'm having tea. I've never had tea before. Here's the tea that I'm having. And then she proceeds to take scissors and open up the tea bag and pours the tea in the hot water. And she's like, I think it's supposed to dissolve and it doesn't dissolve. Oh my gosh. Okay? So then really? she just sent another... Wait, wait, she, this is all she's doing? So, well, she did something else too, but then she did an, an, the latest one is eating a hot dog. Okay. okay? And she's like, okay, here's the hot dog bun and here's the hot dog. Now, if you think about it with a hot dog, you would lay the hot dog in the bun long ways because it's <laughs> supposed to fit. This is even happening. <laughs> right? It's supposed to fit in the bun. Right. right? She puts it this way, like perpendicular. So it's sticking out and she's like, it doesn't fit. So what she decides oh, to do my. is she cuts it me? in pieces and lays it so that it like will fit in long ways. So, I don't know if that's a real thing. I think it's made up. Do you think it's made up? What do you think? Up? I don't know. That's made up. It. Please, please, please be made up. I, I mean, if this is what's happening to our society. Well, I mean, I, I've heard that, I've, I've heard about kids not being able to use the rotary phone, not knowing what the rotary phone is, right? And not knowing how to write cursive. Yeah, but, but okay. the rotary phone, it's understandable. But, but eating a hot dog or, eat, or drinking tea? Oh, my. <laughs> this is crazy. Nah. She's just trying to get TikTok readings and whatever. And Maybe. Followers and and Maybe. people want to have this conversation. You know, I saw... You know, bad saw, news is good news. I saw on TikTok, there was this woman, and um, she is a uh, makeup artist, right? Yeah. And she gives some really excellent tips. Which one? Um, gosh, you know, I don't know her name, but, you know, I'll... Maybe we'll tag she her. Young, she's in her 40s. She, she, she said she's 46. She the one that okay. does, like, over 40 or over Yeah, 50? she does over 50, 40, and, and I feel like she has, like, a kind of, like, a a jersey accent but maybe like an east coast accent and i guess she comes up with like hey how to place your makeup right and she does like a half covering up her face oh i think i know who you're talking about i think and i've seen her she's good she did something i like what she did with an eyebrow right and she'll yeah. say like hey this is what we learned like back in the day to mm -hmm. like you know kind of pucker your lips and put it like on the hollow of your cheeks right. and where to put contour and then how to do your eyebrow mm -hmm. and then your eyeliner right right and then she did like she's like okay and i did using the exact same products okay um and then she revealed on the other side and it was totally lifted so she was saying okay place it higher 
and then elongate the eyebrow, right? To make it inline, you know, just put up a little cat eye, right? And everything mm -hmm. is lifted. Mm -hmm. And I guess another creator did the exact same thing. Copied her word for word everything. And so she kind of tagged her like, hey, that's kind of, you know, that's complimentary that you're going to do, you know, follow my stuff, but at least, you know, give me the credit. And then they blocked, the person blocked her. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's so catty. Oh, God, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I, I, the amount, well, copycatting is never an unknown thing. It's been in the industry forever, but that's like embarrassing. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it like, is, especially if this is, you know, first of all, like, you know, we're supposed to help other females. Yeah, oh, let's, yeah, let's, yeah. let's help each other out. And then second of all, we're in the same line of profession, right? Well, we're fending for ourselves. I mean, everyone is, they, they, I realize that everyone approaches things their way. And right. you either have the ones who work together and come up together or the ones who are, you know, trying to reach for the surface and pulling you down as they get their breath. So I don't know if you saw this, but it was a, maybe like a month ago or a couple months ago, there was a question, you know, like they'll say like stitch this and it was a beauty influencer. And she said, tell me why there is this disconnect between beauty influencers and makeup artists. Okay. Um, and this it's makeup artists and also uh, beauty editors. So that was the big thing this, too. this one makeup artist, she came on and she's like African American and, and, and she was saying like, okay, I'm going to answer this question, mm -hmm. you know? And she was saying that first of all, makeup artists, you know, whether they learn through experience or they go through school, go to school that, you know, they're working. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they hone and perfect their art. Number two, they're placing makeup on other people's faces, right? Number right. three, the real reason why there is this disconnect and maybe anger is the fact that she's like, these beauty influencers, she's like, and I get it, that maybe they have a huge following and that helps beauty brands sell. She's like, but we're out there working and we have to pay our own money to put products in our kits. Oh, yeah. And you guys are giving hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of products to oh, yeah. these beauty influencers. Mm -hmm. And what are they going to do? They're going to use it on their face and then they're going to throw it away, you know? And you don't know if they're really going to like it, but they're just doing it for the money. Right. Whereas you have like professional people who, yes, could talk about your products to their clients and they can sell it, but they're going to really use it and they need these products. Yes. Right? Yes. And they're using it on different faces and not just their own. So there's like, that is like the hugest disconnect and you guys are not showing us the respect that we deserve. Right, and I, I, I totally see that. I think that's completely on point. At the same time, beauty influencers for me are not makeup artists. It's a right. separate category. They're advertising agencies for me. They are a marketing tool for whatever it is that's out there. The problem is, is that when they're claiming to be beauty experts per se, yeah. in the sense of them knowing how to do the application and create this beautiful look. That is a big problem. That is a lie. Now, there are some that are beauty influencers and makeup artists, and that I highly respect because they're trying to, you know, you have like Lisa Eldridge. She's one of the biggest beauty influencers and one of the biggest beauty makeup artists. She's 100% legit. So what do you have to be first? Do you have to be a makeup artist that turns into a beauty influencer or a beauty influencer turns Listen, into a makeup a artist? Listen, a makeup artist is a makeup artist. You don't become a makeup artist from being a beauty influencer. You are a makeup artist at heart if you really are a makeup artist because you are a creator. 
you are have creativity in your blood whether you are Lisa Eldred or you, you're Lisa or you're just someone who's doing wedding makeup and just loves to work with someone and create a beautiful face that is someone who is working their art through the brush yeah okay so now if you're able to multiply it with influencing and giving advice on instagram which is almost a necessity today to survive the industry mm -hmm. that's a different level now a beauty influencer decides i'm going to go on thing and i'm going to start talking about makeup is not really necessarily a makeup artist at heart doesn't mean that they might become one because i I have seen some people who transformed, but there was always something in them. But there is definitely a work ethic that takes to become a real makeup artist. Beauty is personal and should be individualized. That's why I created the Naya Beauty app. Naya Beauty app allows one-on-one -on -one makeup tutorials with vetted makeup artists that are virtual. A user can have a virtual lesson with any of the professional makeup artists that are listed on the app. Just download the app and answer a brief questionnaire so that you can be matched with a Naya Pro and start learning. This is the opportunity to ask all the questions you've wanted to ask. Your Naya Pro can even reevaluate your makeup to help you refresh your look. You can find the Naya Beauty app on your favorite app store. Download now to receive $5 off your first session. But I think also when you take a look at some beauty influencers, you know, and you hear makeup artists saying like, listen, what they're doing, you don't do in real life. Like you never put product straight on your face. Right. And they're like, you don't do that because number one, it's just not, um, you know, you're wasting product. You don't need that much. Right. Those like, they'll say, put it direct. I place it on my, um, brush or it takes my fingers or they pour it on their face. Right. And they're saying like, you know, <laughs> you don't do that. I mean, do you remember when Jones road came out and Bobby Brown, like had the makeup and there was like that, um, beauty influencer who was like, this doesn't work. It's not good or whatever. And she has a tendency to cake on her makeup directly mm, on her face mm. and so bobby brown she clapped back by basically replicating what that makeup influencer did by taking like a it was like literally a like scoop, a scoop. Pool, okay yeah. and placing it on her face and she's like yeah you're right it doesn't work but that's not what it was supposed to be anyway and yeah. so is that a real professional or is that just no. like for show no it's her own personal experience so what made what made the beauty influencer, the blogging, all of that very phenomenal and became such an amazing thing. Because I, I thought it was really great to see your personal experience of something. This is also why you decided to start Naya, right? right. And, and translating it to the public and finding some relatability. And this has been an amazing thing. And bloggers were never respected because at first it was blogging and it's done whatever, right? And, uh, and, and only beauty editors had the know-how, you know, mm -hmm. beauty editors in the magazine industry. And they were crushed down and they had no say. Beauty editors have never claimed to be makeup artists, okay? These are beauty editors. They're not makeup artists. Right, but they tell... But they're like beauty influencers because they're telling the masses but, what we should be buying. But mask, when you're buying a magazine... They're telling the masses as well. Back in the yeah. day, we opened up, beauty editor said, this is in trend, this is happening or whatever. Right. But what are they doing? They're interviewing makeup artists. They're going out on the field and visiting every fashion show. They're seeing what's in the up and coming. They actually see, oh, this seems to work for this public and that's working for this public and they're dissecting. But they'll never claim that they're the ones that are actually doing the makeup. Mm -hmm. They're just giving out information. These are 
amazing tool of giving out information. But when you start claiming like this and this and this, you know, I mean, I see some celebrities going out, it's like, this works, this doesn't work. It doesn't necessarily, it's true. It just right. might not work for, for you, you because right. your structure, your face, your this is not going to be like Michaela sitting next to me is totally blonde, blue eyes right. or your skin tone or my skin tone. So does, does it mean like my skin tone, it's not working for me. Do okay? you think that beauty influencers and makeup artists respect each other? I respect some. I do. Mm -hmm. I respect the ones who really are fond of our craft. And there okay. are definitely beauty influencers out there who are very passionate. I've met a lot of great beauty influencers who are so excited to meet me as a mm -hmm. makeup artist. And, uh, and you know, we work, collaborate together and I'll do their makeup. And then she talks about like the experiences she had and what she learned. And then she'll talk about it and do it herself. And look what I did. That to me is a great beauty influencer. So, and then if you are a professional makeup artist, and become a beauty influencer because you want to reveal what is good and not or what works or what doesn't, that's great too because you definitely have that profession. I just think that sometimes out there when you're seeing TikTok or you're seeing Instagram or you're seeing all these things, which is fun, a lot of it's just fun. Remember, these right. people need followers. Yep. Everyone's fighting to get their 10,000, 100,000 likes because they're going to get advertising money. Bottom line, it's yeah. just what it is. I mean, it's, it's really interesting when they, you know, I think... There are like these little buzzwords like problematic and gatekeeping, right? Right. So when an influencer came out and she was like, listen, hey, you know, there's something going on in the back end that you guys do not know as consumers you don't know about. That people get paid not only to give positive reviews, but also to give negative, negative. reviews. Yep. So if they're mentioning it, then, you know, like a lot of people say like good, you know, publicity is... It's you know, any type good of publicity, or, good, good or good bad, publicity. is good yeah. publicity, right? You see that in politics all the time. And so I'm thinking like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So someone who's saying like, hey, this is not good product or this is not, I did not enjoy it or whatever. So maybe they're just being um, controversial for, um, for, you know, to get people talking. Case in point, I talked to my brother and he's really into the hip hop scene, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys are like familiar with Versus. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Do you know verses? Okay. Right. So the game who was a rapper basically challenged Eminem to a verses. Right. Right. And I was like, well, what do you think that, um, do you, you know, what is that about? And, and why was he talking bad about Eminem? And do you think he's going to, and he's like, you know, and Eminem may not even respond. He said, but there was this guy a couple years ago was on this, um, podcast or this interview and he was a rapper and he was saying like, Hey, um, you know, one day, you know, I'm a struggling, um, you know, rapper and I'm starting to make some moves and people are starting to take notice of me. And then 50 Cent came out with a song and he had me on it and he was talking trash. Like one lyric talking trashed about me. And I'm like, what the hell? I thought we were cool. But, you know, I didn't pay no mind and I just kept on doing, kept on moving it forward. And then a couple years later, I ran into 50 and I went up to him and I was like, dude, what was that about? Like, why did you trash me? I thought we were cool. And he said, that was an alley-oop. He said, what do you mean? He said, I mentioned you because I thought you would talk back. That would have given you so much exposure that you have like this kind of like a little bit of beef. Yeah. But it gets people, you know, talking. It gets, it gets them talking. And he said, yeah. so the game has a new album out. 
And so he's just talking trash just to get out there because then every he's like, see, you and I are talking about this in the parking yeah. lot about why is he doing this and this and that. It's All like the sudden. two boxers when they have to do their press conferences. Right. They have to talk trash to each other. And so like all buffed out. And meanwhile, in the background, it's like, dude, that was great. You know, it was hard, Yeah, you know? it's just all for a show. <laughs> and so but that's happening in the beauty industry also. So yeah. then it gets to the point like, can you even trust beauty influencers? Because it's... It's really hard. You it's, know, it's really hard. I mean, we... It, 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 I mean, Gosh, there's so much out there. It's I get tired looking at everything, you know. And I'm like, I, I even get sucked into it, you know. And I'm right. I'm a professional, and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Let me pour this foundation <laughs> on my face. I'm just curious <laughs> to see if this works, and I know it doesn't, but it's so like, enticing. And, and marketing, it's like it's so oh much fun. But it is really fun to see I am the a sucker that's for, going out there. It's just fun. I'm a it's, sucker for good packaging. You get oh. a good packaging and the aesthetic. Let me tell you something. Oh, what? Because you know we, I, on my other company, we create manufacture fragrances and candles, and we bring in distribution and whatever. And it's a full finished product because you need to. The the amount of products out there are so intense and very confusing right? that you've got to have the first impression, which is the eye catching impression, mm -hmm. with, which you have with packaging. You know, you're not going to see, you, you have, a, what, 100 brands in front of you? Right. And what you're going to go with, the one that catches your eye. Yep. And, and the one that's in the moment, too. Yeah. So it's very hard. And then you're going to test it. And then that's where the goods come in, if it's right. good or not. And then you buy it, and then you have to see if the results, and that's where the addiction comes in. Yeah. So there's all these little processes. So you can't miss one beat. Because yeah. the competition is massive. So when I tell people if they're going to start their own brand... You really need to have a strong concept. You really need to have strong branding. And it's got to be eye-catching right away. Have you seen like some... Okay, let's think about this. Like, Do you know some brands, especially... Let's, let's just focus on makeup or in the beauty industry. Whose brands are very similar looking? Well, it's because they're all using the same manufacturer. Yeah. And there's like not the, a lot of the, choice. But the color aesthetic, the feel, it's like almost the same. Well, like copycats too. Right? Yeah. Haven't you seen some of like the packaging? Like there are some that are um, like just comes like just comes to mind. Okay. I'm going to throw it out there. MAC. MAC Cosmetic. It's black and white. Well, everybody, right? Everybody copies right? MAC. And then you have Mario. He's white and black. So all he did is just like invert it. But it's like some of this stuff. Different. Mario's is a little bit different. I would say... Nicks, but they they're like five dollars instead of twenty or. 15. Oh, that is really that's really yeah. Good. That Nicks is a good good match, but yeah. they they're they're taking the approach of like, oh, you can get this for less and have an experience like Mac for less money. I mean, I'm not saying that's their business model, but that's what it felt like, and especially it, because they sell everything from just like Mac, they sell makeup kits, lighting everything which was great but super cheap their makeup boxes are like two hundred dollars they're mm -hmm. not as great quality as makeup forever but for a starting 20 year old makeup artist it, i love the brand that's why i worked with them in europe because i thought they were great for the unbecoming it gives them a shot and if they have some talent they can finagle the product a little bit with their hands because that's yes. Because it's not it's definitely not chanel quality but they definitely if you you can mix around. You can play with it. You know, you know what excites me? I'd say, you know, Celeste always talks about what's exciting or what's sexy. What <laughs> is kind of cool? Um, I don't know if you've seen this this woman. Um, she is, she basically is like a, a chemist and she produces, you know, makeup and products and things like that. And, oh, and it's who? a transgender woman. 
and I don't mean to be disrespectful because she started this company with her wife when I, I mean I don't even know how to say this like when she was a man and now she's a woman and so she she comes in with like you know like a chemist outfit mm -hmm. and stuff and she was like listen La Mer you don't have to buy La Mer let right. me break down the ingredients that excites me mm. when you have a person over there breaking down the ingredients and saying like okay now you've got this compared to this mm -hmm. looking at the ingredients yeah, maybe they have something like a proprietary blend of this, but this is not that big of a deal. Right. That that gatekeeping when they release the, I mean, I yeah, it, I eat that shit up. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because yeah. then it's like it's all about packaging in the store, and right. you always always say that it's the story, right? Mm -hmm. It's the story that'll hook you. Oh, it was from NASA, and this and this scientist yeah. helped like burn victims, and it's like the secret algae, and mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah. You got yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try it. But, you know, it is actually, you know, everyone gives so much shit to La Mer, but then in the end, it does kind of work. I do like the brand because I've had, like, clients who tried everything else and it was irritating their skin and they will only use La Mer. Like, I have this one particular client, we were on television and we were doing a TV show called Head to Toe, which is like a makeover show back in the day. It was like one of the first ones. And she, uh, she, had, she had very particular skin. She has black skin and she could only use La Mer. Everything would break her out. Mm. So she would bring it herself. She's like, if you don't have it, I'll bring it. I'm like, no, I'll go get it for you. I'll get it for you. And I was like, really? I mean, gosh, there's a lot of, lot of other products oh. that have the same ingredient. But I used it. It's nice. Yeah. It's not for me. But people who love it love that brand. No, just so the reason why I'm moaning is like the, it was a sympathy moan, an empathetic moan. When I'm thinking about African-American actresses and not having a right. makeup artist to do their makeup on set. You know, oh, or back didn't in the know day, how to do it. or didn't know how to do, do it, it. Yeah. And so they had to bring their own makeup and do their own stuff. Well, I had their makeup, own hair. Her, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh man. Well, it's like I mean, you they would always bring generally. I mean, for me, you know, I'm Latina, so it kind of always worked fine. So because they knew I understood skin texture, but they do get nervous if they. <laughs> <laughs> they have a white lady coming in and they're like, oh, do you know how to do my skin? You know, do you know how to do Yeah. And generally a lot of them actually and hair do. too. But a good makeup artist does. Okay. That's the thing because I know a lot who do. You know, I'm going to tell you one mis, um, and that's misconception. I, I, I'm going to tell you what I, my mis, my, my biggest misconception is, and you can tell me what, you know, what misconception. We'll go around the room about what makeup artists. I thought every makeup artist could do hair. No. No, no. I can do hair, but I don't claim that I'm a hairdresser. I don't like to do hair. First of all, it's not my thing. Because remember, it's artistry. I would look at, now I do a lot of makeup artists who do hair. And they, they do both hair and makeup. Um, but if you go like on like a bigger, higher level, there's mm -hmm. always a hairdresser and there's always a makeup artist mm. on, you know, big celebrity scale. Okay. And Ricardo, like I work with him and he's a huge celebrity hairdresser, Ricardo Rojas, or George Serrano who does Chris Jenner. They don't do makeup. They know how to do it. Yeah. They know how to play with it a little bit. And I can, I know how to use an oven. I've used it because I used, I look on a lot of shows with Wanda Sykes and all that. And you have, I have, and that's hard to do, but I could do it and I would do it, but it wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my artistry. Yeah. You know, it wasn't my creativity. So you always have a specialty. 
but um, but it wasn't my favorite thing to do. What but, do you think, Michaela? What's like the biggest you know expectation or misconception of like makeup artists or people of make? I don't know. I guess like I think I think what people expect is that you stay. Like for example, like if you're on set or if you're um, like doing bridal, a bridal party that I've had a few issues like with this like they'll expect you to stay and touch them up all night without mm. like paying like hourly rate they'll like they'll come in and they'll be like can you do can you do my niece can you do my daughter mm-hmm. can you do this and this and they'll start I had one lady start grabbing stuff from my kit and like just touching all of in my kit oh. and I was like Dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really, really important to establish yeah. what you are doing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And I, because with dealing with brides, I would, you know, especially in my early career, uh, it was always like you have your rate. And then if you stay, you know, then you have your hourly rate. Yeah. So say you have this up, and, I would say I would stay up until your photos because, you know, they need that last right. touch up. And, um, and then from there, it's it's going to be whatever you decide. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everyone's rates are different. Um, say it's a hundred dollars an hour mm-hmm. after that, you know? So if you want me to stay up until here, it will be a hundred dollars an hour. And, um, but, and then also if you have extra people doing makeup, you, you already have the rate for, okay, if your niece comes in or whatever, it will be an extra this. Right. Sometimes if you have a good like wedding party and you're doing, you know, you have a good day rate and you just throw in a little bit here and there, it's okay. Right. But you don't want it to get taken advantage of. Right. And then it's like, you don't, you didn't plan that time for like, yeah. you want to give each person individually like their time to make yeah. sure it looks good. Right. So it's like, you can't just come in here and be like, yeah, yeah. You just do this. Well, makeup. that's why you have to be in charge. Yeah. Um, like you really need to talk to the wedding planner and her mm-hmm. and say, okay, I need one hour for the bride. Well, this is everyone's different. I need exactly one hour for the bride and I need 30 minutes for the bridesmaids. And we'll go right. boom, boom, boom. I want the bride to be done right after hair. And what time is her photos? If her photos are at three o'clock, then you start makeup at one. So she has that hour for touch up, dressing and whatever. You know, right. may, if it takes you longer than an hour. Now remember, they're being interrupted. They're being talked to. That something happened. The flowers didn't arrive. There's always drama at a wedding. Mm. So your job is to de-stress her, to make sure that she's going to be on time and that everything, because that... But don't brides like cry at the, like a lot of brides cry at the, at the ceremony, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then... Um, so you got to teach them how to cry. And, mm-hmm. then, and then do you, do you stay I always touch up afterwards? I always have a little... Well, you can. I mean, that's... You got to get paid. paid. You got to get paid for um, it though. Cause you that doesn't include. So what I always take, because I rarely stayed because I really taught them how to touch themselves up after, after, like from when they walked in so they don't have to pay me. Mm-hmm. I mean, some did pay me, but it's a lot of money. It's expensive, mm-hmm. you know? And the, uh, But you said you need to have get their little bridal kit ready for their touch-up kit. So making sure that they have their powder, their lip gloss. If they're having a more of a smoky eye, maybe their eyeliner, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe a blush. So maybe like a um, very, sometimes yes or no, but the lips have to have, you need to have something, remember, maybe co- like a, the highlighter concealer that's easy for them to apply and have that little bag ready. So when you leave, is your makeup bag ready? Uh, you tell the wedding planner, uh, did I make, this is her bag. Where's her purse? Who's handling her little in purse? In her makeup bag. Let me ask you this question. Cause I heard a, a makeup artist say this, like, Oh, um, I leave the makeup for the person. And I'm like, that would be expensive if you're, it going, can to, be. If you're going to replace it, right? I, but do this little makeup depends bag, on what you charge. bag, depends on what you charge. Is this, 
Are you talking about her makeup or the makeup that you've left for so her So this to all use? is de determined when you're doing the trial. Okay. okay. And at the trial, she says, oh, can you pick me up the make the lipstick, the powder, whatever for me? I love it. I'm, so I have it. Okay, I'll pick it up for you. That's included in your pay. Okay. okay. If you, But maybe you have a big rate and you've already incorporated or you have a deal with a makeup brand that gives you discount. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe you'll incorporate it. I always use very expensive makeup because I happen to love like certain, you know, I'm Chanel. always using Chanel or Dior because I do love Frenchy old school brands for certain things, especially for lips and all that. And it's also easy for them to apply because they do, they do blend in really well. But, um, but lip liners, I could do NYX, really cheap. You know, mascara, I always tell them to get a waterproof. Do you think this is like a common practice of like leaving a, a bridal bag or is, is that a common no, practice? No, it's not. No, it's not a common practice, but I advise it. So Okay, because, tip for everybody. Because listen, you, as I say, being a good makeup artist is not about just doing makeup. It's about the communication between you and your partner. And that's how you will get more jobs. Right. Because that makeup artist is so stressed out. I mean, I'm sorry, that bride is so stressed out that she feels like a celebrity. Yes. So when you're dealing with celebrities, it's very similar. You have to do everything. You have to be their psychologist. You're their de-stressor. You have to sense the mood of that room, how to, what to be ahead of. You have to also feel like their personality. Maybe she's going through menopause. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can see the stress kept kicking in with someone's menopause and I could see the sweat starting to, to start. That means that I've got to find a way that her makeup is going to melt any second mm -hmm. and without embarrassing her, without doing, how do I handle that? I have another so, question. You know what's getting popular? Well, it's been popular. Change of clothes. Like they wear different clothes. So in yeah. the sense that a bride will go, I went to one wedding that... The bitch had four four different changes of outfits. Okay, it's like well, this is, is this America. Like, they is don't do so much. You gotta let you know what country we go in. The is this a Beyonce outfit? concert? What is happening oh, yeah, here with these this like is four different? Day, honey? Yeah, and, 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 and they will drag it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. And then they'll say like, "Oh my god, that went." Why so fast? Like, no, bitch, you drug that out. <laughs> okay. But you're supposed to change too. Right. So, okay. So you deal with it. Like Everyone's doing three day weddings now. Oh Lord. So the, okay. Let's just talk Which about like fine. they're doing their, you know, um, their change of clothes. Right? right. So then they do that little cocktail dress, whatever. Cause they want to get down and boogie. So of course their makeup has to kind of change it. Maybe it's a little bit more dramatic and like, so then it's like, but they don't want to pay you, right? It's like, dude, I'm not going to pay you, can you teach for 12 them. hours. So then yeah. it's, here's your daytime kit, here's your nighttime kit. So then you have to kind of teach them, right? Mm -hmm. And is that happening during the, um, what did you call it? Like the... The trial? The trial? Yeah, it's a trial. So it's the, it's the day, it's you, you have a makeup trial to work with them beforehand. First, to see if they like your work. And two, to decide what look they're going to do for the wedding. Okay. Do you, how do you price that? Do you price it the same for the trial? Normally, you have a set price for both. And I did a thing where they would um, it the price would be included with the trial. Okay. But if they decided not to work with me, that they pay me for the trial. Only. So what? what so would basically, you... half of what your rate is. Say your rate is 500, 200, 100. I don't know. Everyone's rates are different. Mine were kind of pricey, mm -hmm. but you know. Um, and uh, so it would be half, fifty percent for me. 
Some people just do $50 trials. Some people do $100 trials. I think it really just depends where you are in the country, the pricing of things. Um, so if you're in California, I think it No, it depends on the city. And it depends on the, on the wedding you're doing, you know? Because mm. I know in LA, there's makeup artists who are charging $150 for a bride and some charging $1,000. So, so we've been, you just don't know. We've been talking about makeup artists and like giving them tips, right? Mm -hmm. On like how to charge a person and what but to do. But I would say the average bride would be $300. Like, for a trial? No, for, for both. For like both. for the up and coming. I've heard $350, $300. And then, you know, they, they'll charge like 75 for the trial or whatever, which I think personally it, they should do a little more because they don't know if they're going to be used. So right. they should get, you know, and the deposit, by the way, yeah. is the trial. Oh, right. So okay. I, that way you get your money. Yep. So that it's not like, oh, okay, I'll pay you the full amount at the end. It's like, no, you, de you pay me for the trial and that's a deposit. Okay. You decide not to use me. That's fine. At least I'm paid for the trial. And then that will be included within the full rate. So let's talk about, let's flip the script. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the expectations of a bride. If let's say that, for instance, a person who's listening is getting married, let's set their expectations. First of all, expect to pay for a trial, right? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes not. Sometimes they think it's going to just be included. I know some makeup artists who, who make it for free because they're trying to make their buck, you know? Right. It just depends. And then also to make sure that you're, if you want someone to do your hair, like it makes sure the makeup artist can do hair. No. Should that be a trial? Of course. Okay. You're just going to go there like that? Everything has to be a trial. Well, if you know your person already, like my mom, she owned hair salons. Right. And one of the things she was excellent at was bridal hair. And she was one of the best in San Diego at the time. But uh, she, so the clients knew her and they knew her style and they, they would give her this, can you do this look on me? But my mom still likes to do a trial. All, because what happens if, what if they need hair extensions or what if they need this or this type of updo, does it work for their hair? You know, because yeah. updos and stuff, they're, does the, the, um, the veil is it going to fit? Is it going to be too heavy? Mm -hmm. How many pins do they really need? There's little details that have to be ironed out because timing is of the essence of the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. There's so much stress going on. So if you know what you're doing, what looks you're getting between you, if you're, if, if you're a bride, first of all, that wants a very specific bridal party and you want everything to look a certain way, then you better have a trial. Mm -hmm. Then if you're not, who doesn't care and just wants a little gloss and go, I still see, I still think a little trial is a good idea. And also, by the way, makeup what? artists all have different hands. Okay. Okay. And if you've got this girl who needs to have her wedding makeup done, but she doesn't like to wear a lot of makeup, she probably will have the hardest time finding a makeup artist. So she has to do some trials because well, that's, that's hard. That's the thing that I was they do about a lot, to say. They do, most bridal makeup can be very heavy hair. Well, that's the, remember we just, we did a stitch on our TikTok about the, the one makeup artist who was saying like, listen, especially like if you're a bride, expect your makeup to be heavier right. because of your photos. Yeah. Because you will look washed yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. So I think that brides need to understand that you are going to wear a little, a little more, bit more makeup yeah. than you may normally do yeah. just in real but life. In the end, we don't want the bride to wash off her face either. So it, we, there has to come, there has to be a middle. Maybe you can find yeah. a makeup artist. I mean, I 
don't like heavy-handed makeup personally. Yeah. I think bridal makeup doesn't necessarily need to be heavy-handed. I actually don't think it should be. And yes, you should look glamorous, but you still should look like yourself. So if you have a makeup artist who does the same look on everybody and you don't like that look, yeah. then what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you right. know what I mean? So you need to investigate. You need to, you know, find out the kind of looks they have. You need to show the stuff that you relate to as a make as a client and what you love. Because I always make them do a little homework. I always make them bring in looks for me that they're attracted to. Not I was going to ask looks. that. I was going to ask that because, you know, back in the day, I mean, I'm sure people still do this. They'll bring in a picture to their hairdresser and say, like, make my hair look of like course. this. Of course. Of right? course I do. I still do that. We, you know, on, the, on set, we have we have references of what we're going to do for the shoot. Mm -hmm. We have like a, we have a storyboard. And we, of course, so it's not that we're doing that, but we're getting an idea of what that is going, that what we're going for. Well, with, why shouldn't a bride be any different? And you're, but you're saying don't look at other brides. Don't bring in other. Well, brides? I'm saying you don't have to, but I mean, bridal makeup is kind of goofy on the magazines. I really think that you can. I mean, it doesn't have to be bridal makeup per se. It can be an Oscar walk. It can be uh, actually that's where I tend to find uh, the most beautiful looks is, mm -hmm. is their makeup looks beautiful because if you notice, they still look like themselves, just glamorous. Right. And so I get a lot of people bringing in pictures of like a red carpet look, but that's what I said. Don't, it doesn't have to be from a bridal magazine. It can be from, because you're not going to find a woman who looks like you always in a bridal magazine, but you could find your celebrity look-alike, you know? You can mm -hmm. find the one that you kind of relate to. Because celebrities aren't models, remember that. They're, they've been groomed to be beautiful, but they weren't always very pretty when they started. Okay, they're so, not supermodels. <laughs> what do you think, can, you know, should a bride like look out for like with red flags? What would be a red flag for her, you know? Well, a red flag would be if they don't want to do a trial. Okay. That's, that's scary. That's right. okay. Uh, a red flag is there, they will only use certain makeup on you. Okay. This is all I have and this is what I'm going to do and this is how I do. Okay. Well, maybe that might not work for you. Mm -hmm. So that's a red flag. Now, if you're someone who, I think if you're someone who likes heavy handed makeup, mm -hmm. you know, then you're kind of okay. Cause that's going to be fine. But if you have a makeup artist, if you're someone who's very natural, and they're not willing to adjust their kit to work with you, that's a red flag. So it just really depends on the person, on what they're looking for. But I think the hardest, the hardest area for brides is brides who don't wear a lot of makeup naturally or who are very natural. They've got to investigate deep. Um, and, and because remember, no makeup is harder to do. The no makeup look is harder to do than the makeup look. Yes. So you, you've got to find someone who has some, you know, creative talent that can maybe mix up the foundation. I, I, from skin tone to skin tone, I do different things with foundation, depending on where their skin is at that moment, the coloring of their skin. Also, you need to talk to your bride. Did you get darker? Okay. So it, do yeah. you have to tan you oh, up? Oh, that's true. You know, or are you going to be lighter? Is it summer when you did the when you did the um, trial? So then you may have to go lighter. You know, so the makeup artist has to be prepared for foundation. You also have to think about the weather. Like, right. I went to a wedding in Georgia in May, and it was so humid, and like we were all like dripping. It was gross. So mm. the, that makeup would be different than if it was in the winter and it was cold. Yeah. So totally. it, also another red flag is when a makeup artist is not investigating your personality. 
I think red it's flag. really important. We've got some red flags. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. is like, Let's just say that a bride has a rich daddy. And mm-hmm. it's like, I can fly you. I want you at, it's going to be a destination wedding and I I've want you to be that. there. So but she wasn't a rich daddy. She had her own money. <laughs> <laughs> what should a bride expect? Like do you pay for the ticket? Um, is it a per diem and then an hourly rate or pay, how does that work? You pay, you have your rate for the day. Okay. okay. Um, but they have to pay for a flight, your hotel mm-hmm. and, and food? everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. They got to, you're invited to the wedding. Yeah. I mean, my last uh, one that I went to it was Emily. She's so sweet. Uh, she flew me out for the weekend. I did her night before that. I didn't. She didn't pay me like for lunch and breakfast, but she paid. Well, actually, maybe she did. I don't remember, but definitely for dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I went to the wedding as okay. well. I mean, they don't have to. You don't right. necessarily are invited to the wedding, but I'm, when you get flown out, you're pretty close to your clients, okay. and they normally invite you to the wedding, and they want you there. Someone so like, when I was invited it, to the wedding, I didn't charge her for an hourly. So rate how does a bride? She's like, paying not, so much already, you know. But not a bride. But how does a makeup artist even like set that rate? Like, how, like what, so what, what advice would you give the makeup artist? Was you are being pulled away from time. Okay. So, uh, so if I'm I'm getting paid to do Friday night, say, and then Saturday for the wedding, and then I fly home on Sunday or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So some makeup artists will charge you for three days of work because they're missing three days of work. Right. But you can negotiate the deal, you know. Um, so say, okay, say I. I say I charge generally twelve hundred dollars to do a bride. Okay, maybe that's my rate mm-hmm. generally. And um, so, and then if you do Friday, that's going to be it. You know, price wise, it gets a little expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, someone might charge another thousand for Friday. But you some you tend to negotiate a deal to help the bride out. If she's flying you out, you guys are friends or whatever, and they're going to fly out and they paid all expenses paid. Okay, and then you kind of probably. You break down the deal a little bit and give her, you know, a price of instead of it being two thousand five five, you know, fifteen hundred. Now that's you know higher level pay for makeup artists if you're under the thousand dollar mark. You just basically you do your full day rate. Okay. Okay, included touch ups. Okay. Because you are going to the wedding and you're mm-hmm. gonna touch up in between, so you're gonna do a full day rate and and a full and then a day rate for the Friday. What about it. okay? So if the wedding is on Saturday, you do the full. Your day rate for Friday, what about on Sunday when you're coming back? Do you charge for that or no? I mean, some do, but I don't. I mean, it just depends. If It, it just depends. If you're making a good amount of money that weekend that covers your your pay mm-hmm. that you would have not made. Now, say, okay, you are someone who works Saturday, Sunday, and you're making a certain amount, then, okay, maybe you do have to because you don't want to give up that day. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see. But, you know, I don't know if they're going to pay you. Right. So you've got to like It's usually that about out. so usually I guess rule of thumb is Friday, Saturday. It just depends. They might not want you for Friday. They might just have you fly in Friday so that you're ready Saturday morning to get there. Cuz remember, you have to start in the morning. Right. So you can't fly in on Saturday. You got to fly in on to Friday. Fly, you have to or if you have to do makeup on Friday, then you need to fly on on Thursday. Yeah, because oh yeah, because sometimes they would want you for rehearsal, mm-hmm. right? Well, for that's rehearsal dinner. Um, yeah. Yes, I always do rehearsal dinner generally for big weddings like that. So uh, yeah, yeah. So you charge like okay, like just per- keep it as simple as possible. That's what I highly recommend. Don't make it so confusing for your clients. It would just be like here's a flat rate. This is what I would charge. I, I would be here for you 
on this and this. If you can make it as simple as possible when you're doing a traveling, make it easy for them. But as long as like your food is paid for, whatever. Sometimes when I lived in LA, I would go up to Santa Barbara to do weddings mm -hmm. and I would charge my day rate plus driver's fee. Like, okay, then okay. I would charge another, I don't know, a couple hundred dollars for driving to Santa Barbara or three hundred mm -hmm. Uh, you know, whatever amount, I don't know what it was. At the what time, time would, if you're going to go to the wedding, let's say like, okay, you're, you're, it's a destination wedding and you go and then they, they invite you to the wedding and you're going to do touch-ups at what time you're like, Hey, I'm off the clock because you know, no. sometimes weddings can go no, until two in the morning. You're on, you're on the clock. You're on the clock. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You're on the clock. So even if like you're on the clock, even if the party, it's like when you go to can, I'm on the clock. You're on the clock oh. until they're, until the, Till they're done. If okay. you're going to stay with them the whole time, which is not normally okay. the case. Normally we do red carpet, this, that, or whatever. And you go to a party, we do a touch up before you walk in. Normally we're done and everyone's like okay. drinking or whatever, right. or just maybe not drinking, just partying a little bit. You're kind of done. But if they need you, you better be ready. Yeah. So, uh, when you're, this is kind of like that. So you, if you're going to go out there, do your job. And okay. your job is there until yeah. the bride is done. Yeah. Okay. So then you need to charge appropriately. Exactly. Don't charge like... It's so, not a typical day rate where you're right. just there for a few hours. You're charging for a full day rate. Yeah. For a full day, like a 12 yeah. hour day rate. Well, I mean, you're going to go and have dinner. You're okay. going to enjoy yourself too, you know, so it doesn't necessarily mean that. But if they just want you there to get the photos and done and then you go back to your hotel in your room and you do your thing, that's different. That's different. But I know when they invite you to the wedding, you're going to have the little makeup on your side. You want your bride to look good. So people should know that, okay, like if you are, I think there was, it was a few years ago that I think it was more of like a photographer mm -hmm. and the photographer had been invited to the wedding, mm -hmm. right? And she had been there at the beginning of the day and like early in the morning, taking all these pictures. And then, so there was like a time where she was going to take a break and eat yeah. and, and they had, you know, invited her to the wedding. So she had a seat at the table, but then they wanted her to take pictures during the, um, the dinner. And mm -hmm. she's like, well, I haven't had a chance to eat at all. Right. And then they were so mad at her. They were like, yeah, we're not going to pay you. Mm. And Ooh, yeah, I remember the, Bridezilla. do you remember that? Bridezilla's? And yeah. <laughs> and, and she was like, some people were, it was kind of divided. So, like most people were like, Hey, she should at least get a break. You know, she should get a break because she hadn't eaten all day. And some people were like, but you're not a guest. You know, even though they invited you and there was a place for you, you're actually not a guest. You're still working and you're going to get paid. So do you believe in that philosophy? Listen, I always have protein bars <laughs> <laughs> in my kit. Uh, we, because I'm, when I'm doing can, okay, yeah. I don't eat all day. I'm, I'm, but I'm not saying that should be the case, right. it's not, but I'm just busy. I don't have time. My main priority is making sure that bride looks right or that client looks right or that celebrity looks good. Right. So it's on me. Right. So, so don't get confused. Don't, don't get confused that you're the guest. Right. Now, okay. Yeah. So, you you know, I've got a spot. Shit. She's, sweat. she's sweating. Shit. She's not look. She's getting oily. I got to go to her and say, honey, let's go to the bathroom right now. Mm. You're not look. We got to touch you up. Okay. okay. That's your job. That's You've got to be there making sure that your client looks good. You can eat later. I'm sorry. Right. I, I get a little... No, but, but it's... Now, it's... if they're being... I'm not saying there's definitely some bridezillas out there. And I 
don't, didn't like doing weddings. Mm -hmm. So I only did weddings based on recommendation from someone. I would never, but that was me. And I was at that level. But before that, I rarely did weddings because I wanted them to know my style already, the type of makeup artist I was and how I worked. But I, I but yeah, bridezillas can be really scary and can be really abusive and you shouldn't be abused and you should be able to eat. And she does have a case. Yeah. But in the end, you still have to make sure your bride is on tag. I said, okay, well, let me grab a couple, let me just get a couple bites to eat. That way I get my energy and then I'll get back. Do you, Do you know? think it's in poor taste if it's a wedding and the makeup artist leaves business cards with all the women there? No. No. She's got to make some money. Right. Well, okay. So no, I'm just asking so that is this something that she should do? I mean, we don't really do it so much. Everyone does their own thing. If she wants to do it, yeah, it doesn't mean they're going to call her, but you know, if they liked her work and right? everything, they're going to ask you for your card, you know, but it's so have cards on Instagram. Deck. You okay. always have to have your cards. Should you be passing them out like a salesperson? Not really. But you should, if someone wants your information, yeah, you should. I'm actually terrible. I never have my cards on me. I should, but I don't. But you should have business cards. So, so many times I forgot my cards. I'm like, oh, I forgot my card. I because it's an me. opportunity to, to promote yourself, right? It's yeah, you have to. You've got to work. You have to hustle a little bit. Right. And um, it's just what should it is. Should you but ask the bride first if it's okay? If they're gonna ask you for a business card, it's okay to give it to them. So just now, if you leave away. out your business yeah. cards, yeah, that's a little. It's not very. It's not. It's a, a little tacky. tacky. Yeah, just a little bit. A little tacky. He's like, let me leave my card. You know. <laughs> it's a little. That's why it's I a little. Share my Instagram. Like I'll be like, oh, no, let you me should, send. What's you your? Or I'll say, what's your Instagram? I'll yeah, send but you that's my for your younger clients, darling. That's true. You, you darling. The listen, ones, dear. Listen, listen, young Instagram. Listen, honey. <laughs> Some of these ladies don't even have Instagram. They're still on you, Facebook. No, they're like, let me give you my Facebook. Page. Especially the ones who are paying. <laughs> I was. Hey, you know what? I've been looking at say, Facebook again. I kind of miss it. I've been. I've been. I, really? Yeah, because yeah. like, who's posting on Facebook? Moms. The ones who pay. Okay. Really? Because all you youngins. Are not, I, I'm they're glad not that paying you're looking for at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, these ladies, you know, this the they're all business women, executives. These are women, and they're not necessarily Instagramming because all these women that I know who are up and up, they're yeah. not Instagramming. They're Facebooking. Yes, because they're within their community. Okay, because they're they're actually really posting real things. What happens with Instagram is a lot of fluff, right. and so they're looking at it as like as a television show, entertainment, mm. but they're not looking at it as real stuff. So I actually, I've been going back on Facebook, and it's like, shoot, I haven't been on Facebook in a while, and so-and-so is here, and my friend Amy, and so-and-so, uh, and I was like, wow, these are like brilliant women, and who are successful, and I making feel money, like Facebook, if you're if they're posting on Facebook, it's like really like far and few between, you know, they're mm -hmm. not, like on Instagram, and it really depends upon like what your purpose is, like in on Instagram, if your purpose is to be an influencer, you need to post regularly and consistently, right, right? but if it's just to like update your friends on those important dates of your life, then it, it happens like because of those events. Right. And in Facebook, it's like, it's like one of those, but like really, I'll, cause I'll, I'll drop in, you know, and see has anybody like posted we'll like no one's in. posted shit. You know, I don't All know right. about your peers, but my peers, yeah, they're, they're posting, posting everything. But then again, are they like, TikToking though? 
Hell no. Okay. TikToking. That's what I'm saying. So where are they doing anything? Are they I mean, I think on Instagram. Yeah? And yeah, and then I feel like it's <sighs> diluting a little it's, bit on on that level. Younger kids whatever they still got. But you know they what? Still gotta I, get their grid I hear going. the frustrations um the frustrations on Instagram are a lot of them, okay, a lot of them are coming from influencers because their numbers are falling, right? Mm-hmm. Because Instagram is having like an existential crisis, number one. Number two. The bubble is bursting, dear, right? Just like, the, just like the stock market. There is a guy on TikTok. He is so cute. Um, and he wears like this little hat and like these like these 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 loud colored shirts and he de- he's doing like this like, right now he's on part five and he's like this black um, tech founder. And he talks about the downfall of Meta Facebook mm-hmm. and the reason why, you know, and they're always playing catch up. Okay. Uh-huh. So he's like, he does like a really great analysis of it. But from on the other side of non-influencers, but just as a user of Instagram, I think people are frustrated because it goes back and forth. Like they keep on making changes and then they can't see their friends. So maybe that's why people are going back to Facebook because mm. if you're on Instagram and you can't see your friends and that's not showing up on your feed, then if you're mainly there because you want to see your friends, then you're probably going to go back to Facebook, right? Because right. then that's really just like more restrictive right. rather than Instagram. I can see that. Yeah. That's you know? probably what I'm talking about because it's yeah. like going in a little bit deeper, seeing, you know, I said, God, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. Well, I go to Facebook to find out, to see if she's still on there and whatever, because she's not, yeah. I just listened to like, I think it was on either the New York times or wall street journal. And I guess there was this influencer. Um, and she had posted something just like a square and it said, make Instagram, Instagram again. And I guess Kylie Jenner had like picked it up and reposted it. Mm. And she was saying that like, you know how she was using Instagram. Yes. She was using Instagram as an influencer for her business and she was making money, but also she would, she would miss out on events of her friends lives. And they're like, Hey, you didn't see that. And she's like, no, I follow you, but it wasn't showing up on my feed. And unless she goes searching for Michaela, she's not gonna know, you know? And yeah. so that was like, oh, okay, I don't wanna see random people. I wanna see my friends, especially if I'm following them, right. you know? Well, I think also we have an issue with all the social media aspects. It was a way to connect with people. But the problem is, is that social media has, I mean, I don't know, it's, it's definitely caused a lot of okay. mental okay. issues. Okay, I was going to talk about mental because, issues. And I don't, you know, it's, I'm sorry, the amount of mental issues that are coming from. There is this guy, he's like a redhead with a beard or something like that. On TikTok, Who? he has like 20 it? million followers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just posted, I saw him just post, and it came up, like, I don't follow him, but, you know, it'll come up. And he just posted that he's like taking a break. Did you see that? No. He's like, I'm taking a break. I'm not going to be posting for a while. Oh. And and I was like, first of all, I don't even... But I guess he cut his hair because didn't he have like a bun or something like that mm-hmm. or whatever? So I think he cut his hair. So I didn't really recognize him. But I'm like, I think this is the guy because he always like wears like a sweater and acts like a mom or something. And he was like, I'm taking a break and I'm not going to be posting for three. And I just want to say three things. And one is, is that be careful who you work with. And not everybody is out for your best interest. And number two was like, um, I can't remember what number two is, but number three was like, watch out for your mental health. And he's just like, it's exhausting, you know? Yeah. And he has like 20 million followers, which is a lot on TikTok. Wow. But wow. he was like, it's, you really have to watch your mental health. And his thing was like, 
because how many videos you're consuming, he's like, it's just not natural for you to be like, oh, look at this really cute dog and it's so fun. And then someone's like, I'm dying of cancer. And then you go, you go really deep down and then it's back to like, yeah. you know, there's like a it's, fluctuation of emotions and he's yeah. just like, it really messes with your well, mental health. Well, there's massive studies about how that's affecting your mental health, but it's not just necessarily what you're viewing. It's just the screen time alone is not good oh for my gosh, your yeah. brain. I don't know. It Even gives me anxiety. Theater, I've gotten, I've noticed, um, over the past like year or so that I've gotten so much worse anxiety. And then I also get anxiety and feel guilty for not being present right. online. Mm -hmm. So it's like that thing where it's like you are seeing these like really conflict, having really conflicting emotions, like seeing a huge fluctuation of like, like highs and lows mm -hmm. and like just having so much thrown at you every single day, especially with TikTok, it's really overwhelming to me because it's a never ending scroll. Yeah. Like yeah. there's no yeah. end. You're like, you yeah, there's scroll, just, scroll, just scroll, 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 scroll. Right. And your brain just gets cut. I just yes. looked at this particular artist Horrible. who did this incredible art exhibition on the society of today. And it's pretty vivid, the images. I mean, like the first image is a um, iPhone with a needle that you're injecting in. Mm -hmm. Then it shows um, this like, disparity of the I mean like it's or or the iPhone is holding the baby and you're holding your phone yeah and right. then so it's like it's but it, the images are really profound and really sad but it's like really crazily true mm -hmm. um on how we're being highly disconnected to the human touch and to the human life that's why we can't lose that because we need that I don't know. I don't really know where we're going because I don't, I don't think there's yeah. any stopping. I don't know. I but really, it's, it's scary. Personally, I've been so overwhelmed with all social media apps. And yeah. like, I really like Be Real because it's like you just take a picture when it notifies you. You could take it late and it's just one thing a day. Yep. It's like what you're doing in the moment. I really hmm. have been enjoying that. I don't know how far that app is going to go. Like, right. I don't know how long it's going to last. People get bored really easily. Right. Like no Clubhouse? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, likes or anything. We don't have... But that's just... just that You just said it. Yeah. We get bored easily. Yeah. And why? Because, because we are constantly being we're stimulated. Addicted to, like... I was an actress for yeah. 20 years. And if you look at what we used to do in film, okay... It, we had like monologues or we had scenes. The scenes are so short because the attention mm -hmm. span of the person, they yeah, can't watch like, and it's yes. like, this is kind of boring. This is kind of this. It's like, wow. Did you see, if, go back and watch Superman, the first Superman. The introduction of Superman takes 20 minutes. Mm. Okay. Nothing happens mm -hmm. except talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh my God, this would never happen today. Yeah. Ever. No. I mean, same thing with YouTube as like yeah. a YouTuber. I yeah. have to like sit there and cut down. Like I'll have to cut me saying, um, like yeah. or anything well, out because you tell me when I got to do people TikTok, get people get lost. And yeah. every, so it's always about the hook, the yeah. hook, the hook, the hook. And yeah, the hook. Cause in the first go. like two seconds, you have to say, here's what the video is about. Here's an intro. Like, I hate that I have to do that. Yeah. But it's like, I, I can tell you this, that I like cut down on like watching TikTok, making TikToks. And, and it, it seems as though like went before, I don't know now it's literally being used as a confessional. Mm. Mm -hmm. Don't you think so? I mean, yeah. I see less dances and less like, you know, like, oh, sounds. And it's more original. I don't know if it's that's what's being shown to me. Right. But all I know is that it is being used as a confessional. Right. And I'm just it's like, exhausting. all of a sudden you're like, I don't care. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't care. care. You know, like, at least like give me something that, it's not that... 
Um, like, as you can tell, I mentioned like TikTokers. I don't know who they are because right. I don't get invested in their lives. Same. But if they're giving me information of like, hey, here's an analysis of like, let's say business or here's an analysis of this. It's like, I'm almost taking it as a news feed. Like, oh, this mm -hmm. is information and it's research yeah. and they give data and they have receipts and references. I more so enjoy that because they're opening my mind and I'm learning rather than going into like, Oh, what's happening with Michaela as you, as an example, mm -hmm. what's happening with Michaela and what she fucking ate for breakfast yesterday. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And it's hard for me as a creator to make that content because I'm thinking like, do I care about this when other people <laughs> post it? No. It's like, why? I don't want to force myself to make it just to fit this like idea of what I should be creating. I would rather just not create anything at all. It's about and, authenticity. Right. So the reason we do all of those things is that it shows that you're a real person. I know. Right? I'm not saying that it's right, but it's gotten so ridiculous. Like, oh, let me drink my coffee to look real. And I'm a human. Yeah. Hello. It's like, know, it's like getting a day out in the control. life, but like nobody cares. Yeah. No. I, mean, I mean, sometimes we do like it, but it's always because we're trying. I mean, I like looking at the day of a life of someone because I want to know what they're using. Yeah. For real. If I want to know yes. what's going on. Not because, oh, I don't know, we all love gossip a little bit, but you know, mm -hmm. it's. It's, uh, I mean, who doesn't like a little I little do juice. like a little, a little tea. juice. I like it. Yeah. We don't watch soap operas anymore because no. we have it on TikTok. Because <laughs> real life is a soap opera. I mean, yeah. the craziness. I mean, look at Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And I mean, that's just wild. But then I think like, you know, they talk, they put so much pressure on, on a content creator to be authentic and real and vulnerable. But then you get slammed by people and you get these trolls. But this is you know why the I mean? mental illness is going exactly. up super. Because we are being exposed and we have no form of, we feel like, okay. And some people don't really know how to handle that. They don't realize that that's what's going to happen. I mean, you just went through that mm -hmm. and you kind of were going to be aware that that was going to happen, yeah. but it still doesn't feel good. You're just, going to bed at night, probably sweating a little bit, thinking nasty. about it. It got yeah. the comments I was getting. Yeah. Was like and it's like disgusting. really hurtful. Listen, you know, I, I've been in the industry for a long time and there's a saying, do you have the muscle to handle it? So not there's only like a one percent in the industry that can handle it yeah okay so now we're asking the whole society to handle this yeah that's a lot i mean because there's one thing about constructive criticism yeah and then there's another thing just to be like down not disgusting criticism yeah. and it's not even like real you yeah. know what i mean it's all subjective yeah. human we like are bullshit. brutal brutal because remember when you are going through something in life and you don't want to deal with it on your own, you throw it at someone. So if you say something off, you're just going to be negative on them. And you're going to throw all your stuff. So it's all over the media handling that. It's mm -hmm. just, it sucks. But well, it's... It, there's pros and cons to everything we can go on. I mean, we can go on for that. Yeah, I know. Long. Well, Maybe this we was, save it for next yes. season. Yeah. So this, you know, let's, this is this season wrapper, the end of the season. We're saying goodbye to everybody until next time, which is going to be like a month or so, a month or two months. Maybe, maybe January. January, January, like the beginning of the year. Yes. We're taking a break, but let's end on a good note. Mm -hmm. Let's tell everybody what our plans are for in January or what you're looking forward to. Yes. Okay. Should I go first? Yeah, go for it. Okay, I'm looking really forward to um, a much needed break, number mm -hmm. one. Um, I'm also looking forward to expanding my mind because I told you guys about what I'm learning and I think it'll open up some exciting opportunities for us. Yes. Right? Yeah. And I enjoy learning and I'm really excited about our rebranding. Yes. yes. You know? Yes. And it's the core group and I am really excited. I think that um, 
our personalities mesh really well. Mm -hmm. I, I really enjoy our dynamic, and I think this gives an opportunity for us to um, really participate and contribute our thoughts and feelings yeah. about our final product rather than listening to the mass, not masses, but, right. you know, quote unquote experts. And then us just kind of following a sheep, but this is yeah. something that we can um, create together as a team and be really proud of at the end of the day. That's what I'm really excited yeah. about. I'm excited to just take a step back and kind of reevaluate and then the creative process of rebuilding and kind of rebranding and turning our ideas into something physical. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Yes, I think so too. I think for me, the biggest thing is that we've learned a lot with them. We've, we started doing this work during the pandemic mm -hmm. and we, it has given us the time to see what works and what doesn't work and what society is needing. And that. so for right now, these next months is really exciting of what we're going to launch and make those decisions. And we have very strong things coming, mm -hmm. but we want to pinpoint the exact right things to start with. And we're yeah. really excited about that. And, uh, and you know, there is some beauty product development yes. coming in, mm -hmm. but we can't talk about it too much until it's all into fruition. But yes, we're really excited for the creative process. Yeah. And sharing behind the scenes and kind of like, and working together as a community mm -hmm. because that's yeah. our biggest goal. How can we make the reach stronger? How can we reach to you? And we realize it's everything is happening at a very fast speed. So we want to make sure that we attack it properly. Yeah. yeah. So with that being said, we're going to take a break for a couple of months. Um, look out for us. We'll still post periodically and sporadically. We haven't gone anywhere, but just know that we're taking a break um, just to kind of reassess, reevaluate, and come back stronger. And see you in January. Yay! Bye! Bye, guys! Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time. And remember to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Naya Beauty App. Bye!